Preparations for the Colts are ramping up here at the Cross Country Mortgage Campus as the Browns were back on the practice field on Thursday. And as all that preparation ramps up, so does the media availability. Today on From the Podium, we're going to hear from four players and then three coordinators as well. First up, the players spoke in the locker room and wide receiver Amari Cooper went first. He talked about what he saw from quarterback P.J. Walker last week and what he felt about his impressive catch where he jumped over the defender. So you got another week at not, uh, at least we don't know who's going to be the starting quarterback. Um, do you think the fact you guys have done that the last couple of weeks helps? It helps in what way? Uh, you're used to it. Oh. It's not a surprise anymore. Uh, I guess you can say that from that standpoint. Yeah, I mean, it's no longer a surprise. There's no longer a surprise element to it. Um, yeah. Who's getting cooped this week? <laughs> I mean, given the opportunity, I'll definitely try to go up there uh, and make plays like that as much as I can. Um, it's really a routine catch, so uh, as long as I get the opportunities, then somebody will get cooped every week. <laughs> I don't know. That doesn't look like a routine catch, though. I, I mean, I know you talked about it after the game that you know a lot of folks don't recognize that about your game, but um, it just doesn't look like it's an easy play to make. Uh, I mean, it felt pretty easy. I mean, something I've been doing like my whole life. So I guess imagine something that most people think is difficult that you've been doing for a long time. Uh, that's easy to you. So same thing. Did you happen to see that it was the most improbable catch of the year based on all the stats? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did see that. <laughs> I don't know how they come up with those numbers, but uh, you know, it was it was impressive, I guess. Your mindset on, um, you know, as you approach your week, I know you just want to help the quarterback in any way that you can. Right. Um, but when you talk about how you have to do that communication every day about routes and guys you're going against and stuff like that, are you doing that with both Deshaun and PJ to try to make sure you guys are all on the same page? Um, I mean, no. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Deshaun seems like um, he, he's going to practice today. So I'll be communicating with Deshaun this week. I mean, barring any setback or anything like that. So, yeah. So you kind of expect him to play this week? I don't know. You you have to ask Deshaun. I don't know. Hey, Mario, we've covered some of this ground before, so forgive me. Um, when one side of the ball is playing as well as like this defense is now, and I, I know you experienced some of this maybe with Oakland or at, and at Alabama. How galvanizing can it be when you have one side of the ball playing at such an elite? Uh, extremely galvanizing. Uh, I know just me personally, when I see the defense um, making plays, it uh, it makes me want to make plays out there. Like after the game, um, after, I, after I made that catch, Miles he came up to me, he was like, yeah, that one, that one got me up out of my seat. And so it's the same way with me, like when he makes a sack or a strip, strip sack or something like that, it's going to get me up out of my seat. It's going to make me say, okay, I got to step my game up. Yeah, same, same thing. You guys played so many home games early in the season, four of the first five, and then five of the next seven are on the road. So just how do you guys become a, a good road team and, and win away from home? It all comes down to the same thing, you know, blocking, tackling, execution of the plays. It's really no different. I mean, there's a different element to it, uh, playing on the road with the crowd noise and everything like that. But at the end of the day, you have to block all that out and just play football. No, no, I did not. He surprised me. He came. He just came in one day. Was like, yeah, I talked to Jacoby last night. I was like, okay. Uh, but that just showed me how serious he was and uh, you know his approach to starting uh, last week. What did he show you during the game, PJ? I mean, right from the first drive, you know, we were you know driving the ball downfield. Uh, he was real confident and everything like that, but. Um, you know, obviously, it, it got stifled to drive. But he showed me a lot of confidence, uh, and, I, and I got confident in his ability. So I was I was ready to go out there and make some plays for him. Kind of building off that, what similarities do you see in practice habits or in the way they execute for Deshaun? Say it again. Just how, how PJ and Deshaun are similar. What, what about one guy playing, the other one not? It's, yeah, it's a I mean, transition. 
for the most part, you know, every quarterback that I've played with have been similar in regards to, you know, just being a, a great leader. I've been always been one of the hardest workers on the team. You always see him the first guy in, the last guy to leave. Always working extremely hard in the weight room. Always trying to get uh, extra film study in with his guys. You know, most quarterbacks are generally like that, so that's how they're similar. What kind of boost could it be if Deshaun is able to play after missing a couple of games? That would be a huge, view, uh, a huge boost. I mean, you know, Deshaun is our guy. You know what I mean? Uh, at the end of the day, we all know who Deshaun is. We've seen, you know, all the plays that he's been able to make throughout his career. Um, it's just like any other team. Like, you're confident when your starting guy is in the lineup 100%. So it'll be a huge boost. Safety Grant Delpit was next to speak in the locker room, and he talked about this defense having the mantra of being the best in the world and all the rest of the swagger that this defense has had this year. Grant, we'll have uh, Rodney and Juan brought to the, uh, the secondary just from a you know, bad leadership, professionalism perspective, and how they help you. Yeah, I think you just said it. Vet leadership and uh, professionalism. So those guys have definitely helped me. Um, it's not my first years in the league, but those guys have definitely come with some uh, other knowledge and uh, winning mentality, and that's what we need on this team. That's when it. You see, <laughs> when you uh, were against uh, Colts offense and you know, Gardner Minshew having to take things over at quarterback, just what do you see? What are your observations? Um, well, before going in the last week, he hadn't threw a pick. Um, the Jags got on him a little bit. It was a tough game for them, so I'm sure that he's going to have that bounce-back mentality and um, mentality to take care of the ball. So we reverse, you know, we got to go get it, um, just like the Jags did last week and, you know, carry that momentum that we had from last week. How does the way it is? How much confidence do you guys have that you guys can hold the fort down to whenever Deshaun does get back? Uh, we have, you know, all the confidence in the world, man. We know that we what we bring to the table. You know, we know we're the best in the world. And we go out there on the field with that mentality, you know, every every, every snap. So, um, you know, we, we have a great week of practice. Um, we had a great week, week of practice last week. And we had a great day yesterday. So we're going to continue that. Can these games be yeah, back before that? Can that be an opportunity to prove what you guys are saying, that we're the best in the world? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, you know, he's he been in the league for a while now, so I wouldn't just consider him a true just – new to the game or anything, but you know, he's no, he knows what he's doing, um, but we do too. So, you know, we, um, like I said, we're going to carry the momentum. Man. You guys are really good side of defense lately. It's not mm. perfect. Um, I'm sure Coach Schwartz goes out of his way to show you the, the little things that didn't go well. Yeah. Um, what, what does that mean to have that kind of, you know, coach that's on you all the time about doing all the little things that are going to take to win? Yeah, uh, he knows what it takes to win. Um, that's what we need. We know that we have a lot of things to clean up. Like the last drive was not good enough. Um, in my eyes, you know, you know that, that, that lost, I could have lost us the game easily. So it doesn't matter how well we played throughout the whole game, I played well when it matters. Um, so like I said, yeah, it's a lot to clean up. But, you know, victory is a victory. We'll take it and move on. guys on defense getting a lot of love nationally, locally. Mm-hmm. You have to tamp it down a little bit, not to let it get too much into your heads. Yeah, you know. Um, or is that not an issue? No, nah, I mean, I don't really see it as an issue, man. Good or bad, you know, we flush it week to week. So we know that we have a reputation to uphold now, you know, as a number one defense. So with that in mind, man, we can't have any slip-ups. Uh, like I said, that last drive last week wasn't good enough, but... You know, we got to uphold that standard. We got to start taking the ball away some more, too. After the Tennessee game, that was a real good game defensively. Yeah. And Baltimore wasn't. Yeah. For variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. Was the head issue at all a factor in the performance against Baltimore defensively? What issue? The head issue. Letting it get to you. Success. Oh. With success. Uh, no, I think that Baltimore had a good game plan. We might just came out flat. Um, and you know that's a good experience to have. So that now we know what we need to do, man. We can't take anybody um, lightly. We can't think too highly of ourselves. You know, we just have to know what we have and know what we can do and reach that potential every week. You played a large chunk of your own schedule already. I mean, you're going to play a lot of road games here coming up. I love road games. <laughs> what do you love about them, and how do you guys become a good road team? I just um. 
me personally, I like road games, just going into somebody else's environment and um, basically taking their fans out of the game and as, as a defensive mindset. Um, so I love making plays on the road, flying around, having fun with my guys, man, and seeing our our um, fans in their stadium going crazy. So that's a, that's the deepest mentality I have. And for offense, I'm sure they want to go score touchdowns and, and you know and turn it up in that way. But I always like road games, man, making plays, and it's, it's fun. Jim, Jim is so big on like swagger, personality. Mm -hmm. how, how much of a part of how much of a part of that is, is it for you guys? Like, does the defense need to have some of that? Of course. Um, when guys flying around, man, having fun, it, you can see it, it. It it relates to the film. It relates to you know everything. Good plays and and guys just gelling together as a team. You can see it. And that's what great defensives have. They they always tighten the locker room as well, and they're always having fun on the field. So you know when you do your job, you guys have fun. Speaking of the attention that you guys are getting, like mm -hmm. I watched the thing with Michael Parsons yesterday. He's just like raving about you guys. Did you see that? And you know, what do you think of some of some of that kind of stuff? No, I didn't see that. What What did he say? Oh, he just uh, just gave you guys the, the highest praise about what a dominant defense you are, and, uh, and I guess he's got his own show. But JJ Watt has weighed in, so like you know, really good defenders like that are mm. uh, singing your praises. So mm. how, does, how does that kind of feel? Yeah, it feels good. You know, we got to keep it going. Um, I know that the whole league is taking notice of what we're doing. Um, Every week, offices are going to go in who we're facing, and they're going to say that this is the best defense in the league. So we got to go out there and show them that. So shout out to those guys with the praise, but, you know, we're we'll going to keep it going. Has this defense come up with a nickname yet? Nah, I think I, I'm going to leave that up to the fans, not to y'all, man. So whatever sticks, it sticks. Yeah, let it happen. Quarterbacks sometimes talk about pressing, trying too hard to make a play. Mm -hmm. Does that exist for defense? Could you guys, oh, yeah. can you guys force it? What is that? How does that work? Trying too hard to make a play. Yeah, yeah you can see that a lot in defenses. Guys trying to jump routes or guys trying to do anything out of the ordinary to go make a play. Um, sometimes that happens, man, and that's that's not what you want. You how, know? Do you, how do you avoid that? You avoid that by doing your job. Um, <laughs> it's simple if you think about it. But in the heat of the moment, you know, sometimes um, that could happen. But just focus on you know every play, man. What you got to do instead of trying to do too much. What's unique about Indianapolis' offense schematically? Have, have you seen something similar yeah. to what they're going to present yet this year? Well, yeah, it's much different than last week. I'll say that for sure. Um, you know, their coach came from Philly, and they have some similarities there. Um, but it's, it's like I said, it's, it's in the NFL, man. So of course, there's some similarities in certain games, but much different than last week. <laughs> Oh, it's going to be great. Um, it's going to be great if he can come back. You know, we love for we need for we, we ride behind him um, if he play or doesn't play. So, you know, we want him just to be healthy at the end of the day. It's a long season. But whoever's back there, you know, we're going we're gonna to be behind him. You guys have a tough running back duo that you have to try and slow down this week. Just, sure, you know, Dalvin Tomlinson, what's he meant on top front yeah. and as far as, you know, making your job easier and the linebacker's job easier in, uh, in the run defense? DT, he's a monster, man. He doesn't get a lot of praise. I think he had like one tackle last last game, but if you cut on the fake, cut on the tape, he's everywhere. He's disrupting, he's in the backfield, and that frees up our linebackers to make plays. So um, we do have two tough running backs this week. We have the leading rusher in the AFC, um, and Jonathan Taylor. We already know what he could do, so it's going to be a good challenge for our run defense. Our all-pro offensive guard Joel Batonio talked next, and he – Talked about how much he hated missing the game last week with his injury, but also what he saw from Michael Dunn in relief. Are you ready to make one consecutive start? Yeah, we're working to it. Uh, I got to go out practice yesterday, move around a little bit, so um, we're trying to get back on track. You know, Kevin joked to me if I got 102 straight more starts. I don't know if I have that in me, but uh, <laughs> but hopefully we get back out there and and try and help the team a little bit. Uh, how close were you last week, Joel? Um. I wanted too bad. Um, I was probably being a little selfish, honestly. Like not just for the streak, but the competitor in me wanted to be on the field because I feel like I can, you know, help the team um, when I'm out there. Um, but you know, we all decided that it was probably best to not play on 13 days post surgery. You know, for the for the remainder of the seat. You know, for the 12 other games we have. Um, but it was a tough decision. You know, I was I was 
I was trying to get back there, um, but it wasn't quite ready. It, it wasn't quite ready, so it was the right decision to, to wait a little bit longer. Did you hear from Joe Thomas? Or did he, like, pop the champagne? No, no. I did talk to Joe and Mitch, actually. Um, a few guys, JC, guys that I played with or, or been a part of it. And honestly, just for advice on the whole situation. Um, but no, he was very helpful in it. But he wasn't, uh, I don't think he was popping champagne. But he did He did say he was thinking about me. So it was, uh, it was nice. So what happened? Because you, you, know, you looked fine after the game. You talked after the game. What, what kind of happened? Yeah, so um, I was kind of dealing with it from earlier in the year. Um, I want to say Pittsburgh, maybe. Um, I just, you know, had some has, had some knee issues, and and it wasn't getting better. It was uh, so I was kind of dealing with that for two and a half games, you know. And it was our chance to go look and, and see what was wrong, and it was a good thing we did. I, I already feel a lot better. Um, There's you know some some damage in there that they could fix with the scope, and it turned out to, to be good. So it wasn't one instance in the game, you know, that happened, but it was kind of over time. Um, through the first kind of quarter of the season. But uh, it was kind of our one time in the season where I didn't have to miss too much time, so we decided to, to make a move and, and get it fixed. What did you do during that, I mean, during those three hours on Sunday? Um, oh, during the game? Yeah. I was on the sideline. Yeah, I was, I, I it was weird, you know? I, uh, you know, last time I, I sat, I was the Pittsburgh playoff game. I was at home for that, for COVID, you know? <laughs> but uh, this one was different being on the sideline, but um, I was super proud of Mike. I mean, he obviously got banged up, but he went out there and fought and, and played well, and the O-line really stepped up. Um, but it's different. I had a little bit more fan mentality, you know. I could watch the defense a little bit more, you know, when you're on the side because you're not looking at the next play. You're going to run on offense and stuff. And uh, I got to listen to, you know, Coach Stefanski call some plays in the, in the headset. I had one of those in. Um, so it was kind of a different perspective, but, I mean, it was awesome that, that they won the game. And, and uh, you know, it was just a little tap, like, all right. You know, we, we got the win anyway, so it was uh, it was it was a good decision. So did you call the direct snap to Harrison Bryant? No, no, <laughs> that was a good one though. Um, you know, Harry's asking for a little bit more money now. He thinks he's a quarterback, so we'll see what happens with speaking that. Of, uh, speaking of quarterbacks, we were told by a player that Watson may, may practice today. The, the like unknowing, the uncertainty, and this guy's playing this day, not practicing. It's not healthy. Um, you know, the team um, is really focused, and, and Coach Fancy's done a good job of, of we have to focus with, with the guys that we have out there. You know, me included, when I was I was hurt, Dunny was, was ultra-focused. Um, you know, PJ and, and DTR have been, been ultra-focused when they're out there, and, and we just want Deshaun at, at full full health and make sure he's comfortable and, and ready to play, you know. Um, we don't have an answer of, of when that's going to be, and I don't know if he has an answer, but he, he's trying to work through it, and that's the NFL. There's injuries, there's there's things that happen like that, and, and um, as a player, you really try not to roll, ride the roller coaster, and there's a lot of noise and, and things like that, but as us, we have to go out there and compete and fight, and uh, and the guys that are going to be out there are, are, are going to go hard. They showed it this weekend. Um, you know, PJ, Michael Dunn um, all stepped up and, and you know, played played well enough for, for, for us to win, but um, it's one of those things where if he's out there with us at practice, you know, we, we, we get excited for him, we're ready to go, but we know PJ and, and DTR are ready to take reps too if he, he's not. Grover not uh, playing for them. What? The, how does the? How does that impact their defensive line? Yeah, he's a really good player. I mean, they have you know two of the, I think as a run stopping and pass rushing group. You know, Grover's one of the better run stopping nose guards in the league. Um, they still have Defoe out there, who's who's a great player in both phases of the game. And they have some young guys that I'm sure they're gonna you know move up and and have to play some more minutes at, at the nose guard for him. But um, but yeah, I mean he's dynamic in the run run stopping and he, he's a, he's a penetrate kind of similar to our defense. They penetrate, they get up the field. Um, and he does a really good job of that. So it'll be interesting to see who kind of takes those snaps away. But they still have a really talented front, and their linebackers uh, fly around and make plays too for them. Sure, since you, go ahead, Rick. Now that they've won, now that they, they won the game on Sunday, uh, can you say, I mean, are you sad that the streak is over, the snap and the game streak? Um, you know, for me, I was – it was a tough decision, you know, because I, I knew my knee was hurting, and I knew I wasn't at 100%. But I felt like I wanted to be out there – you know, for the guys. Um, and so it was a hard decision for me to make anyway with the surgery. And and, um, and it's almost in a weird way kind of a relief, you know what I mean, that you're not worried about your helmet snapping off or your shoelace breaking or anything like that. If we're winning by 30 points and coach wants to take me out, he's like, I'm like, yeah, I can go out now, you know what I mean? We're, we're winning this game. Um, but, no, I, I think it's a testament to, to the teammates I've had, the coaches I've had, and 
and just the mentors of Joe and Mitch and Greco and Mac, those guys, you know, fought hard. And it, it was something I, in JC, you know, he did it for a long time too. Um, just stuff I, I just wanted to be out there with the guys. Um, but, but for me, it, it was, it was one game and we got the win and, um, you know, the team's always, always more important. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, when I first got in the league, I thought it was just like common practice because like Joe Thomas had never missed a snap, Alex Mack had never missed a snap, and Mitch had never missed a snap. So I was like, I guess you don't miss snaps, you know what I mean? And so I came in and I didn't miss a snap for my first year. And I was like, all right, this is easy. And then I got hurt in my second year. Um, and that, you know, went down the drain. But it was definitely fostered of this toughness. And like, guys were playing through injuries. And Mac had the appendix thing and he played through and like crazy things, you know what I mean? And, and it was just a pride thing that you wanted to be out there for your, for your guys. Um, and so, yeah, you know, I hope we're, we're still carrying that on. But it was definitely from those guys that, that kind of did it. Then JC, when he got here, me and him kind of had like a, we played every snap together for like five years, four years. So that was something that we didn't want to let each other down. Um, and so it's been part of the group. And, and when you're healthy, you know, or, or you can fight through, we, we, we try and be out there. Since you had your assistant coach's hat on last week and could focus on the defense a little bit, what were your impressions of the defense? Oh, it's impressive the, the way they fly around. Um, I think we saw some of it in training camp. You know, we weren't sure until you get on the field, but we're like, we're making some you know, big plays, the DBs are playing well, they're going to pressure up front. Um, I was excited to see, you know, the old linemen were excited to see Miles versus Trent a little bit. Um, and they finally got some real one-on-one -on -one in the last drive of the game. Um, two, obviously, great players in this game. But, uh, no, they do, they do a great job. And, and, and honestly, we've put them in some tough positions on offense, or I think the stats would be even better because we've turned the ball over a little bit too much. And, and we've gave them some short fields, but uh, they're playing lights out right now, and, and hopefully we can compliment them a little bit more. I was going to say that Amari was saying it does have a galvanizing effect. Do you feel that now, that this defense is really pulling this team together? Yeah, they're doing a great job. Um, you know, it's it's nice when you score 19 points, and, and we gave them a touchdown too, but, you know, score 19 points and, and win a game. You know, we've seen that in a few games this year where the teams have scored three points. And, I mean, even the Steelers game, you know, we gave them two touchdowns. But um, they're playing they're playing lights out, and it's positive. We want to do our part and, and really help so we can, you know, have two great phases as long as special teams. The, the two games after Nick got hurt, you know, there were a lot of questions about the, the running game. Just how, how good was it to watch that running game really get going against a good defense like San Francisco? And now that you're coming back, um, you know, how excited are you to, to get those guys going? Yeah, no, it was, it was a great week. I think uh, guys stepped up. You know, I think we moved Jed around a little bit. He was pulling out there, making some big blocks for us. Uh, Poe was playing great. Wyatt, I mean, all of them really stepped up. And, and I think Ford and Kareem, um, you know, had their best game since, since – uh, since Nick's gone down, and I think it's just been an improvement, and hopefully we can we keep stacking it. But um, it was impressive. I, w I was I was so pumped to see it, and when you hit a good run, uh, I just feel like that that gives you a little bit of momentum, and it can really get the ball moving for you guys. Historically, you guys haven't been a good group team, and I, I realize this is a completely different year. You've played a pretty big chunk of your home schedule already, and you got a ton of road games coming up here. So, what's going to be the key for you guys to become road warriors and, and, and win away from home? Yeah, we've stressed it. I mean, for the offense, it's really about road operation. You know, you have silent counts, you have communication, you have uh, the fans against you. And right now, we're just we're just focused on ourselves and, and trying to do that. But coach has stressed it. We want to be we want to be road warriors. We want to stack wins. We want to really develop that. We don't want to kind of go on this roller coaster with season. So it's a big week for us. But I think the guys are focused. And like yesterday's practice, I think everybody was high energy and uh, ready to try and stack a win. Last up in the locker room for today was defensive tackle Dalvin Tomlinson. He spoke about what this team's do, done to improve their run defense and what he sees in Jim Schwartz and what he's meant to this defense. You uh, feel like the unsung hero in the middle of that defensive line there. You know, you're everywhere making plays, but mm -hmm. not everyone talks about you. They tend to talk about some areas. I feel like I'm used to being an unsung hero, you know. <laughs> but, um, I guess you could say that, but, you know, as long as the team wins and the defense is doing good, I'm happy. You feel me? So, uh, yeah, you know, I, I don't really always look for the accolades and stuff like that. Uh, got that's, that, that's what comes with being a selfless player, you feel me? How much pride did you guys take at the defense and, and being the unit that's sort of driving the winning right now? Uh, I take pride in everything, especially up front. Uh, we want to go out there and set the tone every week. And uh, this is uh, the guys we have up front, and I feel like we have everybody to do it every single play.
TV, and then Kevin both mentioned how disruptive you were Sunday. Did you feel that like during the game? Is that maybe one of the better games you played? Oh, uh, I feel like I, you know, you, your goal is to be disruptive every play, and uh, I felt like I was blowing some stuff up. But uh, yeah, you know, just, just want to continue that, that trend, getting better and better. You know, getting used to the defense. I feel like I got a grasp on everything like I want, and I uh, just. Just us up front, just continue to be more disruptive every week. Dominic, what is Jim like on day to day, meeting to meeting, basis? <laughs> Energetic. Intense all the time. It's always. Uh, Coach Schwartz, you know, he's a great guy, and uh, he wants the best out of us. Uh, he wants everybody to be successful on and off the field, and uh, just the energy he brings every single meeting, every walkthrough, every practice, uh, we feed off of it. Especially up front, you know, that's the type of energy a defensive line wants, and uh, he gives he gives the energy every single day. Oh, yeah, I feel like uh, this is one of the closest defenses I've ever played on. I feel like it's a brotherhood from the nose tackle all the way to the safety. And I, we always I hang out together and go out to eat, stuff like that. And uh, yeah, I just I feel like it's a family over here. Is there any fear of all the accolades getting to your head? No, because we really block the noise. Uh, we really don't know all the stats and stuff until, like, you know, when it's posted or something like that. But you block it out because it's, you have to go one and zero every week. You have to restart every week. It's a new opponent every single week. And this NFL, we know how hard it is to win games. So you have to block the noise out and just keep focusing on what the objective is. kind of send that message in meetings, too? Oh, yeah, most definitely because, you know, Coach Schwartz, yeah, he's never going to let his foot off the gas. And um, he, he's, he wants to improve every single week. So if we did good last week, we have to do better this week. It's always room for improvement. Dallas, speaking of blocking out the noise, how do you guys, you, you played a bunch of home games already. Now you got to go on the road and play a ton of games here coming up. Mm -hmm. I, what do you guys have to do to really establish yourselves as a good road team? Uh, you know, I just have to go out there and, like, like, like I said, set the tone. But, you know, on defense, it's a little easier away games. You get to hear each other. So, And um, our communication is going to be got to be on point and the execution of the plays and just make sure we uh, follow the game plan like how Coach Force wants it. I know there's 11 guys involved in stopping the run, but mm -hmm. there's a guy in the middle. Um, how much pride do you take in the turnaround that this run defense has had? Even though I know you weren't here last year, but mm -hmm. the fact that the run defense is so much better this year. Uh, you always, like um, me, uh, I take a lot of pride in stopping the run because you can't stop the run. You, you don't have to worry about pass rushing, uh, getting sacks and the quarterback hits because they're just going to keep running the ball. It's always a safer option. So you always take, I always take pride in stopping the run. I feel like everybody up front, front seven, all in our safeties too. They, they, they come and hit somebody in the A-gap like a linebacker. And I, I, think, I don't think I've ever been a part of something like that. <laughs> Melvin, you've talked a lot about how close you guys are as a group mm -hmm. and how much this feels like a good situation for you. Just on a big picture level, what do you think of Cleveland? Uh, I'm liking it so far. You know, I'm still uh, trying to learn the areas. People will be telling me places, you know. I don't know where it's at, so I got to look it up on the phone and stuff. But um, I'm liking Cleveland. Uh, family's liking Cleveland, and I, you know, I feel like it's it's a good thing for me. And know Jim encourages that personality, that swagger. Do you think a great defense needs to have needs to have that? Most definitely, because if, if if you go out there uptight, and not having fun, it's like you can't play your best ball. You're not having fun. What's your, what's your favorite part of playing for Jim? Um, just the swagger part, probably. Uh, <laughs> I feel like uh, we're getting in trouble if we don't have swag after we make a play. So, <laughs> and I uh, just, uh, you know, you got to have swag with it. You got to have fun. And he always preaches you got to have fun with the game because, you know, the NFL is not for long. You don't know how long you're going to be able to play. And just to go out there and make these memories with teammates and brothers, and uh, it's, it's amazing. Have you had a defensive coordinator that emphasized that stuff kind of to the level he does? Uh, not to the level that he does, but I, I, I definitely have something to emphasize it, yeah. How excited are you? Mm -hmm. uh, super excited, you know. You know, I like stopping the run, like, like hitting people. So I'm um, super excited. I always love the challenge with a good running back. Uh, they got a good running back group, and uh, they're one of 32 for a reason. So, you know, I always embraces the challenge of going against a good running back. What is the most underrated asset on this defense? Oof, that's a tough question. Um, I don't know. I feel like. Uh, I feel like the most underrated asset would just have to be just like, for us, I feel like the asset is just having fun. Like you, gotta, you, you, you could feel the energy watching the film or watching the games of the defense going, taking the field, having fun, celebrating other people's success. 
And uh, I feel like that's, that's always under undervalued for most teams because a lot of places you see a guy make a play and it's just him celebrating uh, somebody else mad because they missed a play or something like that. When we make plays out here, everybody's going crazy. And that energy transfers to the rest of the game. Schematically, everybody talks about the wide nine being, you know, pass rush, pass rush, mm -hmm. pass rush. But its roots are sort of run, you know, runs in, in run stopping. What is it about it that makes it, you know, good against the run? I feel like it, um, it helps set up a, a firm edge. And, uh, you know, we have the, our defensive ends, some of the best players in the league, and uh, they always set the edge. And even when we run different stunts and things like that, we have our DBs and linebackers coming down here super quick with it. So it's just um, everybody's just reacting to the ball and everybody trying to hit somebody. When the players were done, it was time for the coordinators to speak to the media, and special teams coordinator Bubba Ventrone went first. He talked about what Jalen Darden provided the team last week in the return game and how big Denzel Ward has been for this field goal block unit. Yeah, he had good rushes throughout the entire game, and, you know, that's a that's a tough kick. It's a pressure situation with a, with a loud audience, and... He had a he had he got a good jump on the ball, so it could have affected it. Justin, um, once again, those fifty plus that he's getting now, four for four. You know what what's going on with that, and just can you just talk about how he performed? In he's just been very consistent on a day to day basis with his routine and specific specifically to the operation with Corey and Charlie. So I think that that has carried over into the game results. So he's he's a true professional. He works at his craft. He understands the intricacies of the position. He's a veteran, and he's done a really good job for our team. Well, what's the data tell you on running out of the end zone? And I haven't looked at the data as of late, um, but if you feel confident in your in your players, then that'll make a that'll help you make the decision on what to do. So, um, did, what did you get out of Darden? Is he still in that role? I thought he did a good job. I thought he did a nice job in the game. He cut the one ball on the sideline. Did a nice job getting vertical. Um, I thought he the run style is what we're looking for. So I thought that he, you know, in the game. I felt like his judgment was pretty solid. He caught the ball clean, protected it well. I think that the, I think it's definitely an option now. I mean, that'll be made at the end of the week. Um, you only have so many elevations on a player, so you know we'll have those other guys ready. Donovan will be ready to go. Thoughts on Justin Wayne, the special teams player of the week? Yeah, it was. Well deserved. I thought it was a obviously a competitive game that every point mattered, and obviously hit the big kick on the possession prior to them getting the ball, whatever it was, to bring us within the ability to go ahead with the with the field goal. So critical in the game to have every point that we that we earned. Talked about talked about too how he celebrates uh, the defense celebrates after every you know sack, whatever the case may be, any big play. Do you guys do anything on the special teams to that nature as well? Like, did you guys do anything for Dustin uh, for winning that honor? Um, I would say that a thing that I would say is pretty unique about our team, and Anthony Walker pointed out to me the other day, is it's a very, and I don't know how it's been here in the past or really, every every team is different, but I would say that this team is very selfless. And you can see whenever the offense makes a play, the defense goes crazy. When the defense makes a play, the offensive players are going nuts. When we hit that punt at before half, you know, the sideline goes pretty pretty bananas uh, because now they don't have an opportunity to get into field goal range to kick a field goal. So I think that, you know, the, the culture that Kevin and AB have created with bringing in these players, especially this year specifically, from what I can see, is that there's a there's a unique bond with our team right now, and I feel like everyone's playing together and trying to do as best a job as uh, playing complementary football 
in all three phases of the game. It kept starting to rain and stopping. Uh, what impact did that have on, on the day that Dustin Hopkins had? So I think early in the year we had we had the rain game against Cincinnati, and I think being able to have that experience in game with the ball handling, the snap operation, that helps to have had some of that earlier in the year. Uh, I don't think it played too much of a factor in this past game. They didn't really express any of that to me, but look, whatever the conditions are, we're ready to play in them, and we're expecting the roof to be open in Indy this week. So. Corey had the long, Corey had the long punt before the half, and then I think he had four inside the 20 in that game. How important was he to, to what you guys did? Yeah, Corey did a nice job. He did a nice job. The ball, the ball before half was, you know, f completely flipped the field. I think we ended up getting a penalty on that on that rep too. From what I remembered, I think Odom held uh, Rodney McLeod on that rep. But yeah, I mean, to be able to just take them out of like even remotely close to having an impact to try to get points on the board before halftime was huge. What did you think about going back to the Colts? I'm excited. I'm excited for another opportunity, man. I'm excited for an opportunity to get another win. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, a, I would say there's a decent amount of personnel changes. You know, I had a great time when I was in Indianapolis. You know, was able to work with a lot of really good special teams units. Went to the playoffs a handful of times. Uh, extremely grateful to Frank Reich for the opportunity to to be the coordinator there in my in my time, and to the ownership. You know, Chris Ballard. Carly, uh, Mr. Ursay, like I had, I, I really enjoyed my time there, and now I'm excited for my time here. You said after the game that came towards the downtown side, you noticed it was a little bit windier. So that final field goal that he made was towards that side. Did you guys have to talk about that at all? Yeah, we talked. Okay. Oh, like, how do you see that, that kick since it was like right ahead? Yeah, so we talked through that in, in pregame. Um, we we'll always get like the distance, the yard lines going each direction, depending on what the wind variations are and things like that. On that, in in specifically on the first kick where he missed, where he missed the where he, where he missed the kick, I I just asked him, you know, how how did that feel? You know, he said I got good contact, but it wasn't the line that I wanted. So I think he he obviously made the corrections as the game went along and was able to adjust to whatever the wind was doing. So uh, yeah, I thought he handled it pretty well. Um, just how hard is it for that guy to block a kick, right? I mean, it looks like he's going as fast as anybody. And he doesn't get there. So, like, what has to like, – what's his job or what has to happen for him to affect a kick like that? Yeah, I think – I mean, it starts with your get-off. You know, he's got extremely good instincts and, and he's fast. So – and he bends well. So, I think that those are all the – I would say the traits that you want in a position player like that for that spot. And you know he's just he's a, he's a good football player. He's got good acceleration and burst. I mean he ran like four three zero. So I mean obviously his start's going to be you know something that has to enable him to be able to get there. What impact does the roof? Go ahead. No, you're fine. To go. What impact does the roof open have on that? I mean, is it a major impact or because you said you expect the roof to be open? But yeah, they like they, they like to open it for whatever reason, even if it's like 50 or 60 degrees. Um, I know that the players don't love it, and I don't think the fans do either. <laughs> but it's there's not a big impact in it. The, the wind pattern, I mean, we play we play in Cleveland. I mean, we have, this is, we have wind here. That's not, even if the window's open there, it's, it's not windy. But, so, it really doesn't have an impact, but we're anticipating it will be open and it'll probably be colder. To follow up on Scott's question with Denzel, I mean, I know he talked about he was mad that he wasn't able to block it. So just he's so obviously competitive on the defensive side, which everyone knows. But just how much of that competitiveness does he bring when he's in there um, on those units for you? And I would say this for in speaking about Denzel and his role for us on that unit and with other starters. And I talked about this like early in the season. We've, we have a lot of starters that are playing on one unit, two units, field goal, field goal, whatever it may be, and everyone's embracing those roles. You know, guys like, you know, whether it's Dalvin Tomlinson playing on our field goal unit last week. I don't know if anyone noticed that, but he did an incredible job. He was playing, the, he played our guard last week when we had a, a couple guys get nicked up. 
So things like that, back to the selfless thing, it's doing whatever it takes to win the game, right? And that's what a team, that's what, that's what football is. It's a team sport. Everyone has to be willing to do whatever it takes to win. And fortunately, like our team has bought into that. Yeah, Matt's a good kicker. So we had Matt, so I'm not sure if a lot of people know this. We had Matt on practice squad in 2020. So he was drafted in 19, I want to say, to Tampa. So he gets cut from Tampa. And this kid was talented. I had a high grade on him coming out. He's a field kicker. Um, and for whatever reason, didn't stick in Tampa. So we ended up signing him to practice squad. And you could see, like, that he was going to be the guy. Like, everyone in the building knew that that was a dude and that we should have pulled the trigger and kept that guy. And they would have saved themselves a lot of money. <laughs> but everyone knew. I mean, everyone knew. And he got poached late in the season by, by the Rams. And he's done a really good job for himself. I felt like coming to Indy enabled him to kind of reset get back to the basics and he found his he found his path you know I'm never going to overcoach a specialist and kind of put them in their comfort zone and I think I do a good job of managing those guys to be able to have you know let them do what they want to do to a degree and not be too like dictatorship amongst it because some guys can be like that and I think that I really do think it enabled him to get back on track and credit to him for having a great career in the home stadium, do you know which end you want in the fourth quarter? Or is, is it, is it going to change every single day? In, in Indy Stadium? Oh, in Cleveland? I th it, it changes. It changes. It definitely changes. There's times where we'll want to finish one way or another. It's happened already this season. So, yeah, I always communicate with the specialist in pregame, and then I'll communicate that to Kevin before we go out. So. Nay, uh, can only get uh, reverse like it did last Sunday. So I knew I knew that it wasn't on us. I knew that it wasn't on us, and I knew that something got mixed up in the communication with the officials. And you know, they look they have a hard job. They definitely have a hard job, and you know, fortunately, they got it right and they made it right. And they they you know they admitted that they that they had made a mistake. Fortunately for us, they got it right, and not to say that. You know they didn't, yeah. So it was it was it was good that they got it was good that they got it right, because honestly that would have been that's a big difference on that play. I mean we end up going from I want to say the ball started like the 28 maybe, and we got it to 38, and we would have been like inside the 20, whatever it was, something like that. So it was definitely a a, a big a big thing for us to get that right. Yeah, I think typically when you're playing with ideal conditions inside in a dome that you're going to be able to get more distance on the ball unless the you unless you had wind at your back. Um, so yeah, I'd say typically inside you can hit for for further distances. Ask about going back to Matt real quick. You know, drafted guy. You guys had a guy like that here. Um, Dustin was a guy that got drafted and didn't stick with his original team. Why do you think it's hard for? Drafted kickers sometimes just stick with their original teams. Um, I don't know. I think that with, in football, just in, in every in every facet, every position, there's a trend. There's a transition from college to pro, right? And there's there's more there's more pressure in the NFL. There's more as far as like like a rush. You're going with the rush. You're dealing with a different operation. The balls are different. And sometimes it it does take time with younger players. I mean, you can see, for example, Daniel Carlson gets drafted to Minnesota, has a few missed kicks early in his career, and they move on. And now he's he was like a Pro Bowl kicker in Vegas. So and he's super talented. Same with Matt Gay, you know. And look, there's and there's 
there's position players that are drafted high that don't pan out too. So it's like it's a, it's every position. I mean, you would you would hope that if you're drafting a kicker, that you that they are gonna develop. So offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt was next. He talked about uh, what he saw from PJ Walker in the film from last week's game, and also what it's going to be like getting Joel Batonio back for the team. You guys planning to have Deshaun Watson in practice today? Yeah, I think he's scheduled to, to get out there and, and make some throws. So part of the process of him just, you know, trying to get back ready to play. Um, good to get him out there with the guys. Does that mean that he's trending towards playing? I, I'd hate to put a, say that, Mary Kay. I know he's he's... It's getting better, obviously, because he's going to be out there today. I'll say that. But nothing has gone according to, to Hoyle in this whole process, right? So you guys are probably ramping him up, getting him ready, getting him back. So, you know, you know, we'll see how it goes today. But excited to get him back out on the field. I know he's excited. Have you seen him yet? No, not. Yeah, I have not. Um, the sessions that I think he's been inside you know, most of the time, so I have not been able to. But I heard it's getting getting better each time, so it's good. Did you assess how P.J. did last week and how comfortable are you with him if he has to go again? Yeah, I mean, you're only going to get better every time you get more experience, right? Um, you know, I thought he battled hard in that game, did a lot of really good things. Um, you know, as always, you're going to have a few plays you want back, you know. Um, but, you know, the, the times that we put the ball in harm's way, I thought he made two great plays getting the, the interceptor down, uh, especially the first time. Be able to throw that pick to 54 and then tackle him. And then have our defense be able to hold. Those were that's a huge play by him in that game. It was a it was a double minus and then a double plus. So, um, you know, but but that's things you'll learn from each week. Very comfortable if PJ uh, starts again this week. I think he's going to be a week better in our system. Uh, yeah, a little, a little shocked, but that's part of that's part of the that's part of the process. We, you know, we got I got to communicate to him better in that situation. But um, you know, that's that's stuff that we'll, we'll improve from each week. You know. Just slide. Um, like to keep that clock running in that situation for sure. Seems like he understood pretty quickly. Throw the ball to Amari Cooper. Good things happen. Uh, how much does the help a guy like him to have two out there? Oh, it's huge. You know, and that was a challenge for those receivers going in that week. That was a physical group of corners. Um, they were grabby. Uh, they were physical at the line of scrimmage, and we challenged our receivers to make plays on 50-50 balls. Um, you know, in the second one there, where he went up over top of the guy, that was. A, Great job by Amari, but anytime you have a guy that 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 uh, you know his stature, Amari out there, you feel very comfortable giving him opportunities. Later in the game, uh, we gave him an opportunity in the double coverage, and that's where we just, as a quarterback, we need to draw that line um, and making a, a better decision on that that one play. Alex, I know Indy has caused like a decent number of takeaways, and obviously ball security sounds like is a big emphasis for you guys after the bye week. Just, just how much more is it this week? With it always ball? is. It really is. Um, this is a ball searching team. You know, um, they're they're really good at it. Uh, you know, there's a ton of of attack on the ball. It's on the film. So, we've definitely showed our guys that the, those those plays and and made them aware. Uh, Coach Stefanski challenged our defensive scout team to get a ball out uh, this week, so they're trying hard to get it out, and we're trying hard to protect it. You mentioned the defense making plays after those turnovers on Sunday. What sort of peace of mind does that give you knowing that you have that kind of unit on the other side of the ball? Uh, you know, you don't want to, uh, you know, as offensive players, you don't want to say, hey, let the defense win for you. But, uh, man, it's, it's, it's a, it is a comforting feeling knowing they're playing at such a high level uh, on the other side. You don't have to be perfect. Uh, on offense, uh, you know, because uh, you know they're going to be able to help you out at times. Now, will we want to be perfect? Absolutely. So we're striving for that. Uh, but it is a good feeling to know that that defense is playing at a high level. Sean, this, this shoulder injury has been kind of a waiting to see kind of game for you guys. How do you see him be able to respond to the uncertainties and the, all right, next week, tomorrow kind of thing? You know, I think he's really taking a day at a time. Um, you know, not looking too far ahead and just trying to, to, to get better and through his rehab process each day. He's been great in the room, um, very positive, you know, uh, last week with PJ as a starter. So um, he's doing all the right things. Um, but, you know, I know it's it's tough for him. He wants to be out there worse than anybody. You guys, because it's as simple as you just need to, throw, need to see him throw like he has. And for him to, that once he gets that, clears that hurdle, um, 
I think that's that's probably common sense. You know, he, as soon as he feels well enough to be able to make all the throws on the field, that's probably when he'll be ready to go. Um, not sure when that'll be, but that's part of the process. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd hate to ask anybody to go out there limited, you know, and especially when you're a quarterback and that's your living is throwing the ball. So he's got to feel good about it. We have to all have, also have to feel good about it. But I think we're, you know, we're seeing him get better every day. Other like the mental aspect, like he's been engaged. Where if that clicks, then you feel comfortable with. Oh yeah, now he was doing that last week. You know, I mean, he he's prepared like he's going to start the game each of the weeks. So he's he's uh, he's fully in, immersed in the game plan and, and ready to go if if he feels up to it on Sunday for sure. There's something on, on the shoulder that you know that wouldn't really restrict throwing that much, but protect him at the same time. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. There's definitely things you could do. You know, tape a pad inside of your pad. You know, there's definitely different things. I'm I'm not sure what. Or where they are on that, but yeah, you can definitely protect it. Did you want to give uh, PG as many reps as possible? If it looks like he's starting. How do you, how do you not interrupt his game preparation? Sure, and that's that, yeah, that's that's a hard balance. Yeah, you're trying to make sure that that he's ready, and at the same time, if if Deshaun's ready, then you want to make sure he. You know, so you're juggling back and forth. But you know, as a backup quarterback, that's your life. You know, you're used to not taking a ton of reps and being able to have to come up and get. Get hot right away and, and go. So it's it's good practice for him. If he's you know if he gets all the reps, great. And if he gets half the reps, great. You know we're gonna roll with the punches on that one. So. Is it to have, is it to have Joel back? Just how weird was it? Not him out there for the first time since you. It was weird. Yeah, just see him dressed in you know in a, in a raincoat on the sidelines. Strange. Uh, I you know just talking to him after the game, it killed him. You know it was really real weird feeling for him. I'm sure. But uh, you know, anytime you can plug a veteran guy that's a pro bowler in there, um, you know, it's good for us. We're happy, to, really happy to have him back. But I tell you this, I'll say this about Mike Dunn: he played his butt off. I mean, he uh, most guys would have come out after the halftime. He pulled his calf right before the half, and he played on one leg the whole second half, and that's a tribute to his toughness. And uh, I know he was greatly appreciated by that offense. Around an injury like this, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, I have. You just got to go day to day. I mean, you can't be up and down. It's you know, it's all going to be uh, based on how quickly it heals and gets back to 100. percent Yeah, I know. What has impressed you about just the way that Jerome and Kareem have gotten the running going, especially Yeah, that was big. Those guys ran hard. I thought Kareem ran extremely hard. Like he, uh, you know, he made some tough four or five yard runs. You know, there was there was a crease there, and he put his head down um, and, and did some really dirty work in between the tackles. You know, he's a great screen runner. We know that. And then Jerome, man, he's nifty in there. He's tough to bring down. He's got great feet. Uh, he had some huge runs, especially in that fourth quarter. So happy with where those guys are right now. The way that they've been able to Yeah, no, they, that's a that's a great room. Stump always keeps that room uh, nice and tight, and they do a great job. Uh, you know, Pierre's another guy that that can come in and help us. He's done some good things on special teams, and um, you know, maybe he gets some more touches too. What is unique about Indianapolis defensively that they yeah. present to you? Uh, it's definitely a, a, a distinctive defense with Gus Bradley. You know, it's, he's been playing it for a long time. I've played a lot against that style of defense over the course of the years. It's unique in the fact that it's it's a, a lot of zone. You know, a lot of zone, a lot of uh, weak rotation with the safety, some unique looks where they keep the safety a little bit higher and the, their single high. Um, you know, they cheat their safety to the field. It's a 60-40 look. It's it's a distinctive defense, um, and they play it really well. You know, it's not a lot of complexity to it, but they understand where they are in each coverage call, each run fit, and they play it really well. Uh, not having uh, Stewart there kind of in the middle of that defensive line, how do you how does that impact, you know, what, what kind of impact are you expecting that to have? Well, it's, uh, you're taking a, a really good run stopper out of their, out of their front. You know, uh, earlier in the week, we, you know, you ID the, the issues uh, that they present from a, you know, a personnel standpoint. And he was one of the guys that was definitely highlighted as a premier player on that defense. So that'll, that'll be, uh, you know, a little bit of a blow to that defense for sure. Is this kind of reminiscent of last year where you got one quarterback and you're going to the other quarterback comes in and he gets yeah. these plays. Is it similar? Similar, similar, not quite the same, uh, but it is similar. Um, you know, there's definitely things that 
Deshaun can do that PJ can't, and we wouldn't ask PJ to be put in those situations. So um, I don't know if it's a wholesale this or that, like it was a little bit last year, but there is a little bit of that for sure. Overall, you like the protection line against oh. a really good time. I mean, hats off. You know, they uh, they earned a game ball last week across the board. Thought they played extremely well. I thought Jed may have had one of his best games as a Brown, as a pass protector. And then Dewan, uh, you know, he lit up and came on. I mean, his strength is pass pro. And, you know, and you know if he would have struggled, I think Bosa would have stayed on that side the whole game. So he was bouncing back and forth. So I was really proud of both tackles, especially in the pass protection. And then that internal guys, again, Mike Dunn, you know, Poe played one of his best games. Wyatt played really strong. So they, they definitely carried us offensively that front. Jim Schwartz was the final person to talk to the media today. And our defensive coordinator talked about what he's seen from third-year linebacker Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa and how important he thinks it's been for this defense to stop the run. Okay. The, the wide nine has a lot of times been connected with pass rush, but its roots are sort of run, run, you know, stopping the run base. How um, can you describe how it how it fits stopping the run? What 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 makes it such a good front for for doing that? Well, I, you know, th- think about this. A lot of people associated three four with stopping the run with that Sam linebacker go back here when uh, when the Browns were leading the league in defense in 94 and think about under defense with like Carl Banks out there and that same wide nine. What we did is we found a way to sort of play a hybrid 3-4 and, and play nine technique and play wide fives to set edges. And, um, you know, number one, it puts us in good position to rust the passer, but also um, – you know, it, it sets hard edges, makes people funnel the ball back inside. It's good at taking away the outside run game. And, um, you know, historically for me, I'm, you'd, you'd have to fact check me on um, the run stats. But I think in my five years in Philly combined, we were number one in run defense. I'm not, don't, don't, I mean, I'm not 100%. I know at one time it was. I don't know if it finished that way. But we take a lot of pride in stopping the run. And if you're going to rush the passer, you better stop the run. And, you know, you just dial it back a couple weeks. We didn't do a great job stopping the run against the Ravens. We didn't have very many opportunities to rush the passer. So our defensive ends know that. And, um, you know, the the combination of both of those to put teams in second and longs and third down and longs, you know, I thought that was key to the San Fran game is putting them in the second and long situations um, and make, make offenses predictable. When you're constantly playing second and one to six, you know the offense has you where they are. So it's all part of the same thing. Um, a couple of weeks ago, you talked about dealing with success. Um, defense is getting a lot of love nationally right now. How do you tamp it down and make sure? Well, uh, you know they, they don't they don't give out any trophies for five weeks. I think we all know that. Um, it's a long season. And we're going to have to survive a lot of highs and lows throughout the season. We have some experienced players. We have some experienced coaches that have been there that know that. And I think that's one of the things that, um, you know, that keeps us grounded. Um, you know, so, you know, let me know when the five-week stats are part of the tiebreaker. You know, when they are, we'll really concentrate on that. You know, we're trying, we're trying to be good um, each and every game find a way to give ourselves a chance to win every Sunday and try to be consistent. As the NFL, you're not always going to have a, a, a great performance every week, but we need to find a way to minimize our poor performances, minimize our poor plays, and accentuate our positives and keep our eyes on that, you know, that destination. Um, you know, sometimes you can react and overreact to short-term things. You know, you can you can paddle the canoe too hard on one side, and um, you know, and then you're adjusting, and pretty soon you're just weaving. You're constantly trying to course, excuse me, course correct, instead of keeping your eye on that point in the in the um, in the in the distance, and um, you know, sort of keeping yourself on the right course. Uh, double team rate is down from last year a, a decent amount. How much of, of Darius's versatility has allowed you to kind of deploy Miles differently and, and get him some? Yeah, you know, it's not just um, it's not just Z. Z's been outstanding for us, um, but you know, Oboe's played a part of that, and our defensive tackles have played a part of it. I think our blitz game has played a part of it. You know, sometimes um, you know, 
sometimes the sole reason that we blitz is just try to create one-on-ones. You know, some people are trying to blitz to try to overload protections and get free guys. And, you know, I mean, that's all part of it too. But, you know, things that can get, you know, premier pass rushers in this league one-on-one, um, that's a good blitz in my mind. Um, you know, so I think it's it's all together. I think, you know, um, us moving Miles around a little bit, the other players around him, um, you know, I think the the corners have a lot to do with it also. I'm trying to get guys out and give the quarterback more options because, you know, they're, they're playing tight coverage. Um, you know, it's – I think it, it's a combination of a lot of things. With these guys showing, you know, so much swagger and starting to really sort of build a, a brotherhood on the defense, uh, how do you feel about, you know, them calling themselves the best defense in the world and, you know, some of the things that are going on? Yeah, I mean, I, we, we don't – we don't shy away from expectations and things like that, um, you know. And I and and we do appreciate some confidence. And you know, in order to have confidence, you got to play good. You know that you know that would look foolish if we're out there giving up 42 points. You know, if if we're last in the league in third down percentage and things like that, then you know it just becomes you know clownish behavior. But I think you know a lot's being said with you know if if you're going to have some some personality and some swagger, then uh, you better back it up on the field. And um, I like our guys' ability to do that. Dalvin, I know some of the other guys on the D-line talk about with his size, sometimes they can't believe how well he can move and, and you know, pass rush and do all those things. Just what has he added for you guys? And what about his ability to move and use his hands is so special? You talking about Dalvin? Yeah, yeah that, Dalvin played extremely well this last game. You know, he didn't fill up the stat sheet, but you know, Stat sheet and what the tape says is two different things. He's played physical for us. Um, you know, he's really taken to attack. He's never really attacked this way before. Um, you know, he's pushed the middle of the pocket. He's had some big hits on quarterbacks and things like that. And he's also such a um, such a leader for us. You know, you guys that have gotten to know Dalvin, I got to know him this year. You know, um, you know, I think you know you're, you're just so impressed with his. His demeanor, his experience, his intelligence, all those things mean an awful lot. We're really lucky to have guys like Dalvin. How is JK doing so well in the game? Do you think the scheme lacks some of his ability? Well, you know, I dial back and, um, and first kick off of the game. I don't know if you guys saw it, but, um, you know, Jeremiah did a really good job on that kickoff. And, you know, our defense has a lot of similarities between kickoff coverage. You know, we're sort of attacking in waves and, you know, playing off the guys in front of you and, and things like that. I think those things those things fit Jeremiah. Um, you know, he's he's been consistent this year. You know, there's there's little things that we can iron out that can get him even better. Um, but I like what we're seeing with him so far. How is Elbow playing? Um, you know, he's playing three and two. Right? I mean we're all playing three and two. You know, our defensive stats are three and two, you know, everything else. And, um, you know, he's he's doing his job within. I don't, I don't want to downplay it. I just I just don't want to get into the whole, like, rate everybody's play. You know, it's not about individuals. We talked about that last week. It's about the group. It's about all 11. Um, you know, it's, it's all those things. And we expect guys to do their job within the, um, you know, with within that and to bring some – energy to the, to the thing and, um, you know, play the run and the pass. Oboe's done all of those things. You know, when we talk about effort, it doesn't take long for you to put tape on and see great effort come from, um, from Oboe. Um, you talk about physicality, he's made some big, you know, plays. And, you know, he's not the biggest guy, but he's made some big plays and some, some physical plays for us. And he's also brought some passion and, you know, some personality to it. So those are the things we're trying to check mark and, you know, We'll leave PFF to grading the players and where they rank in the league and all those things. You talked a lot about the selflessness of this group, and Bubba was just saying that it is kind of a unique bond that guys are really buying in here. How unique is this? You've been on a lot of teams. And well, I don't know that it's it's you know tremendously unique, but I think that you know if you expect to be a good team, that's one of the things that um, you know that's important. You know, I think that, um, you know, the the person, I mean, the, the uh, vibe is not a good word, 
the dynamic between your team um, is something that you can't be forced. I think that it has to come from the players. You can lead them a little bit, but um, you know they have to take it over. And I think I told you this a long time ago. You know, if I'm doing my job right, you know, it looks like I'm not doing anything. You know, because the players have have taken the message and run with it, and they've policed themselves, and they've provided leadership and accountability and all those things that we we talk about. Um, you know, and and we put a lot on having that accountability and having that brotherhood and things like that. Um, I don't know if I've ever known a good team that didn't have that. I've known a lot of bad teams that didn't have it, but. You know, I don't know. You know which which one came first? If it was chicken or the egg, if you're good because of that, or you get that because of it. You know, I mean, because you're good. You know, um, you know. But I, I've said this before. Um, you know, your team culture is defined by what you're like when you're at your worst. You know, when things are the hardest. You know, and I think that it's easy when things are going well for things to go good. But we've had a couple setbacks, and I like the way we responded. You know, we we, you know, had a setback against Baltimore, lost the game. Um, you know, and then had a big challenge coming in. Um, players responded the way we um, wanted them to, the way they expected to, and we came out with a win. Joe, you got off the sidelines for the last couple of years. Are you really having fun enjoying being back back into it? You look like it. Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to. Um, you know, this is, you know, I um, chose to do this in my, in my career because I tried to take the approach of, you know, if you love what you do, you never work a day. Um, you know, I like being around the game. I like being around players. I like the challenge every week. Um, you know, I think I have something to offer to players there. So it's it's hard not to enjoy it. If, if you're, you know, I, I think sometimes people can get a little cliche in this business as, you know, hey, this is a job. you got to punch the clock, you know, all those things. You've heard all, a lot of those tired cliches. And I've always in the back of my mind thought, you know, if that's all it is to you, you're never going to be successful. Whether you're a member of the media, whether you're working um, down at the steel yard, um, you know, whatever, you're working at the airport. If it's only a job to you, you're never going to be successful. So I try to take that in my personal life, and I hope that's a little bit contagious for the players. That's all for today's From the Podium podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe today to From the Podium wherever you get your podcasts if you want to keep finding more episodes. Also, be sure to check out the Browns on social media. Check them out at youtube.com slash browns and on the Cleveland Browns mobile app. That way you can get all the latest news as the Browns continue preparations for the Indianapolis Colts this weekend. I'm Jake Malensic, and thanks so much for listening to the Browns from the Podium Podcast.